What up, world? It's your past first point guard, Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. And now, also available on YouTube. We're closing in on a month of of uh, YouTube of the YouTube experiment, YouTube experience, and we are trying to get to a thousand sus- subscribers by Halloween. We are up over 850. We are less than 150 away. Cannot get to a thousand without your help. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, if uh, whether you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, or you're listening on, a, on in your podcast feed and you haven't subscribed over on YouTube, do it now. Support the show. I would really, really, really appreciate it. Now, <laughs> we got to talk about a Blazers game where they looked terrible. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and get that over with up front. Let's call it like it is. They sucked. This was a stinker. Um, you know, whatever whatever euphemism you want to use, they were bad in this game. They lose by 30, 116, 186 to the to the Clippers in LA, their first road game of the season, on the heels of what was a pretty impressive performance, at least at effort and 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 philosophy-wise against the Phoenix Suns. None of that, none of it showed up at Staples Center on Monday evening. Let's break down what we saw and all the implications of of what we saw. But first. The fastest recap in the West. It started bad early. The Blazers were down 31-17 after one, and they looked flat right out of the gate. You knew that this was a team that um, they just didn't have the same juice. They didn't have the same burst that they had, they had uh, coming to Saturday's game. They did not play with that type of um, attentiveness. I don't even know if it was an energy, but an attentiveness. Down 14 after one, and it the first half just... It didn't get completely out of control, but you saw all of their problems pop up. They had 11 first-half turnovers, leading to 14 Clipper points. They shot 6 of 23 from 3, including 0 for 5 from Damian Lillard. And midway through the second quarter, Cody Zeller took an elbow on the chin, busted his chin open, had to go get stitches and get patched up. They were only down 56-42 at halftime. Uh... They were lucky to be only down 14 at halftime, quite frankly. They were, um, they were worse than that. And then the truth came out. And and why I say they're worse than that is because Luke Kennard had 17 in the first half. The Clippers had led by as many as 18 points in the first half. This was, um, this looked like it was a game that was about to get away from the Blazers. And then it did. <laughs> they got just immediately the floodgates opened in the third quarter. And what felt like a 30-point game immediately turned into one. They were down 91-61 after, uh, after three quarters. And they waved the white flag about three minutes into the fourth quarter and ended up losing 116-186, a 30-point loss. That's your fastest recap in the West. So what do we learn? I think that's that's kind of the, the next question, right? Is, um, is not so much like breaking down what happened in this game, but like... How did they get here? <laughs> um, first of all, it was a turnovers, 30 turnovers. Um, it, some of those were late, but uh, still it was the most turnovers by a uh, Clippers opponent in franchise history. Paul George had eight steals. Uh, they, they were sloppy early on, uh, and they were sloppy in every way. They were sloppy where, you know, you dribble into a crowd and lose your dribble. You dribble off your foot unassisted. You try to make a pass that isn't there. Uh, you swing the ball to the corner, but the guy in the corner is making a cut, or you look for the cut, and the guy is still standing in the corner. Like every every imaginable bad, bad turnover. Too hard of a pass too soft of a pass, uh, it, it, anything, you name, you name it, they were getting it done. This was, um, this was just a, a, 
energy is, is a part of it for sure. I don't want to blame this all on energy, right? Because um, it's it, th- that would be, th- that's a cop out, quite frankly, to say that they just didn't play hard enough. Um, they played bad. They played poorly. It, 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 chalking it up to energy suggests that they weren't, they didn't, they weren't like less skilled or, or less talented than the Clippers. And it looked like they were less talented in this game. In fact, the Clippers didn't even shoot well, y'all. The Clippers didn't even shoot well. I'll say it again. They shot under 33% from three. They were 14 of 43 from three, and they won a game by 30. If the Clippers shoot a normal percentage from three, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA last season. Um, they're likely to be back there again. They've been the, one of the best offenses in the league this year. Uh, the Blazers have been the other one. Um, but they've been, you know, one of the five best offenses in the league to the first week of the season. If, if they have a normal offensive night, the Blazers lose this game by 50. Yikes. So the turnovers were a huge thing. The turnovers led to led to all, many, many of the Blazers' problems. Yusuf Nurkic was a huge part of that. He had a stinker game. Um, I, I don't think there's I don't think there's a nice way to to talk about what, what how Nurk played. Uh, you know, six turnovers in 23 minutes, two of six from the floor, uh, four points, ten boards on two of six shooting. He's he was just bad. Uh, Robert Covington incredibly quiet night. Um, he 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 also went scoreless. Covington and Nurk going scoreless is is a big deal, and I'll talk a little bit about, about more about sort of all of that in in the second segment. But um, this was. This was a game where they weren't there defensively. And against Phoenix on Saturday night, and I talked about this in the in um in that show. So if you haven't listened, that's Monday show. I, I uh, put it out for you on Sunday. But if um <laughs> if you happen to miss that and you want to go remember Rosier Times, it's the it's the podcast waiting your feed right before this one. But that I, I didn't think the Blazers played perfect on defense, but so much of what they were able to do was cover it up with just playing hard. Well, they didn't play perfect on defense and then they didn't cover it up. So like that's why I don't want to say it's all energy. Energy factors into it. It's certainly a certainly part of it. Juice, just having like having the sort of um having the sort of requisite effort to be a good NBA team wasn't there, but the Blazers didn't lose just because they didn't play hard. They just, in the past, they were, or as in the, in the very recent past, Saturday night, they were able to cover up their deficiencies by playing hard. And tonight those deficiencies showed up and they just didn't, and they just didn't have the sort of effort to cover that up or the effort to make that, um, you know, slightly less as slightly less impactful just because you're playing, um, all out. They didn't, they, they were flat early and then it came back to bite them and you said, Oh, well, they're only down 14. Maybe they'll hang around. And then they just got absolutely put to bed early nighty night in the second half. It was over. Chauncey Billups after the game called it embarrassing. And that's what it was. This was an embarrassing game. Um, it was embarrassing in terms of execution. It was embarrassing in terms of effort, and it was embarrassing in the way that they led a Clippers team that that didn't really get their their like their main guys didn't go nuts, and they still lost. Like Paul George was really good in this game, um, but he wasn't. You know, he had he had eight steals, which was pretty pretty wild. But he you know sixteen points of six of sixteen shooting. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson was finished with eighteen, but he had. He was six of twenty from the floor. Like Luke Kennard went off. Luke Kennard went off, and and Terrence Mann had a nice little game. But some of Terrence Mann's points came at the end. So it was really just like Luke Kennard went off, and the Blazers had nothing else. And that's I feel like the problem. Uh, you know, bad Nurk night, a bad not much Covington. They didn't get the juice off the bench, and without Norman Powell, who missed this game, their depth was exposed. And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment. Is that it took one injury 
It took one injury to Norman Powell, and this the the concern about how many good players are on this roster immediately shows up. And I want to I want to sort of touch on what that means. Also, want to close the show talking a little about Damian Lillard. Um, another bad shooting night for Dame. Four fifteen of eight. Um, you know, of eight from three. He's he's two of twenty four from three on the year. Uh, we're gonna close the show talking about Dame shooting and sort of our my and our collective level of concern with with the point god and how he's how he's playing but um let's talk about that depth in the second segment let's let's start there because i i think the sloppiness and the turnovers and the bad defense were all there but like that all stems just kind of it's a talent league and i think the blazers lack of of depth of talent was exposed here so we that's what we'll do in the second segment but first i want to tell you about a simple way to get your inter- all the entertainment you love without all the hassle it's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, your favorite shows all in one place. And that, and you don't have to juggle remotes to do it or switch between devices or, you know, s- scramble for somebody else's login because whatever you want to watch exists somewhere else. You can just... Get it all on DirecTV Stream, and best of all, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting around and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. So we're talking about the Blazers' beatdown at the hands of the Clippers. A shellacking in Staples Center. First road game of the season went Poorly, and unlike the game against the Kings, where the where the Kings are undermanned and the Blazers could scramble and the you know stayed close enough that they could scramble after being down uh, down big, down eighteen in the third quarter, they could scramble back and make it a game. The Clippers are good. This is a playoff level team. This is this is basically the bones of a team that made uh, the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, and and you know your mileage may vary on what they do during the regular season, but this is a really good basketball team, and they expose the Blazers for being quite frankly, a team that is has a really thin margin for error, and the margin for error might be as thin as one dude tweaks his knee. Norman Powell misses tonight's game. Uh, he's got a knee sprain. They're calling it a patellar tendon sprain. Um, he said he kind of felt it get tweaked in that game against Phoenix, and he played a couple possessions, and then he and then he all of a sudden was just hurting him too much, and he knew something was wrong, so he, he subbed himself out midway through the second quarter, didn't come back. So here, here's what the Blazers do. They now they have to. This is their first chance to kind of figure out what life looks like without down one guy. Injuries are part of the game. Um, this is every team is going to get bumps and bruises. It doesn't sound like Norman Powell's going to miss a lot of time, but he could miss several games. Like I talked about on Saturday night, he can miss a chunk of games just because. You, your knees are important and he lo- and he looked like he was hurt. Um you know, it's really good news that he's not out for months and months and months. We're talking weeks at the most, but like um he, he's going to miss some time and the first experiment missing some time exposed kind of what the Bla- the Blazers issues. And let's let's kind of dig into what what that looked like. Damon Lord starts at point guard, CJ McCollum starts shooting guard. Dame didn't play well. CJ continues to be the Blazers' best player. He started last season as the Blazers' best player. He's been the Blazers' best player through three games. CJ with 24 and four assists along with two steals, a block. He was seven of 16 from the floor and hit four of of 11 threes. The Blazers, eight of 37 from three. CJ hit half their three-pointers. Nazir Little hit the other two. Um, But, or two of the other four among uh, sort of non- non-scrub time uh Larry Ness Jr. and and Anthony Simons your other two three-point makes but that's it it's just not not a a a night where you shoot below uh you shoot below 40% from the, the field and you, 
And you shoot even worse from the three-point line. Uh, 8 of 37, 21.6%. Like, it's a problem. But enough about the shooting. The The point here is the Blazers' depth. So that you've got your two guards you feel like you can depend on. But then you're you're really counting on Neil. Be, er, Neil. <laughs> I hope you're not counting on Neil. He, he built this bad boy. Uh, count, you're really counting on Norm because the Blazers don't have a lot of depth at the wing. And while Nazir Little was good in this game, you kind of saw some of his shortcomings. Um what the Blazers missed without Norman Powell was not only that other creator on the offensive end to kind of get them going and particularly kind of free Dame up because there's another guy you have to account for, another guy who can get to the rim, another guy you can hit the ball ahead to and he can like uh, create an advantage against the defense. It's as simple as that. Like um, not even score, but like get into the cracks and cause people to get into rotations and then, you know, and you, you can play off of that advantage. You can play off of what Norman Powell does, which is he's a downhill threat and he can shoot it. And the, both of those things really open up your offense. Uh, Nazir Little is a talented energy player, but he's much better suited to come off the bench and provide energy in small bursts as opposed to be your starting small forward who has to guard uh, Paul George. I thought Nas looked bad on defense tonight. Um, he was asked to play a bigger role. It does. It's harder to scale up. Um, you know, he's a guy who's who's trying to prove that he belongs in the rotation and now he's being thrown in the starting lineup. So that's a problem, right? Now you're asking... You You've, you've now you've, you're down norm so you're asking Nas to play a role he, to step up a little bit he's probably incapable of 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 stepping into that large of a role but you think like you can get a little more here and there well you got a bad Nurk game so you weren't getting that uh, Nurk got outplayed by both Clipper center Zubach and Isaiah Hartenstein whoever was in there uh, was outplaying Nurk and Cody Zeller got busted on the chin and missed uh, basically the middle of the second quarter and all of the third and the game was over by the time he got back in for garbage time. Uh, so you, you weren't getting there. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. has yet to pop this year. He wasn't providing you that, that spark. And again, he's a complimentary part, not a guy you can step in to be like, Hey, we need 20. Can you help? Um, the guy you would expect to do it is Anthony Simons, but it's really hard to play Dame, Anthony Simons, and CJ at the same time. The Blazers did it, and their defense was terrible. Um, they, it's just, it's not even just the blowbys, and that's a problem. It's just the way they play defense is that one of those dudes has to has to be on the backside, like standing under the rim to prevent the roll man from scoring, and and that's just too big of an ask for 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 that type of length on the wing. So. Nazir, Nazir Little steps into that role. You didn't get Nurk to step up who you really needed. Uh, Covington is not that offensively. He's not going to get there. And I thought he kind of forced some stuff early. He didn't. He did not look good in this game. He's had two bad two bad games to start uh, in the first three. Uh, Roko has to be to keep it um, to keep it a buck fifty. So then you're going to the second unit and you're asking uh, Dennis Smith Jr. to play more minutes. And and while I like Dennis Smith Jr., he he didn't look great in this game. Not. Not terrible, but the pairing of him and Amphrey Simons was not like was not special or potent. And I thought uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s minutes were coincided with kind of the Blazers um, continuing to have things fall apart for him. So, you know, as Nas slides up and Dennis Smith Jr. slides up, and you, and then you don't get the dependable minutes from uh, fr- from the rest of the bench. It's just you're exposed with how many options you have. You look down, you look down the bench, and it's like, oh man, Dennis Smith Jr. didn't work out. Is is Ben McLemore a guy who doesn't have any individual offense and is a bad defender? The the like he's a shooter. That's what Ben McLemore is. He's a complementary part. He's a shooter, but he's a really you know he's he's one relatively one dimensional. One little, one little hiccup, I think, has just, it just, you see all the domino effect of how little depth this team has. And I think we've been saying it all year. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast and if you're a new listener, I'll repeat it for you here is that the Blazers have better depth, but they're still, they're still about seven or eight deep. And 
seven or eight deep becomes an issue when you get an injury and now you're six or seven deep and six or seven deep is not enough to beat a good team. Um, the depth wasn't the only problem, but it just exacerbates everything. And it's, this team is set up quite frankly, to have Damian Lillard be a monster. That is, that's the way, that's the path forward is that they have one of the 10 best players in the league and he has to play like it. And he hasn't played like it yet. So let's talk about Dame's shooting slump. He started the season, he struggled to start the season. There's just no, there's there's no other way around it. He has not, he has not played well. He has not shot well to start the season. He wasn't terrible against Phoenix, but he still shot two of seven from three. Again, he shoots three for seven. That's a good shooting nights, but Those are the only two threes he's made in three games. So is it time to worry about what's what's going on with Dame? Let's talk about that in the third segment to close out the show. But before we get there, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline's back and better than ever. They got a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head on over to their new website, which is updated on your desktop. It'll be updated on your mobile phone. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus. The promo code is LOCKEDON. But it's not just basketball and football. There's also baseball. We're in the World Series. NHL's regular season has started there's combat sports like boxing and ufc there's soccer here and abroad or football if you're uh in another part of the world also your favorite vegas casino games so don't don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action it's bet online where the games begin Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, you can save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. That's that's the best part. You don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts by going to a, ch- a chain store or the or the car dealership. Instead, you can shop Rock Auto, the family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and a place where prices are always reliably low for every customer. So whether you are that do-it-yourselfer or whether you're a professional mechanic, you're going to save money if you go to rockauto.com. And they got everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil even new carpet you name it you'll find it so go explore their easy to use website today and find a solution for your auto part needs amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com still a pass first point guard still mike richmond still listening to locked on blazers so we talked about everything that went wrong, the turnovers, the sloppy play, the, the bad night from Yusuf Nurkic. We talked about the lack of depth kind of showing up. Um, imagine what other bumpy injury will be. Like, it's... Norm it, Norm isn't so crucial that they really miss him, but Norm, it, Norm's absence proved that they do that they missed that they just don't have many answers down the line. That their margin for error, which is already relatively thin, gets way thinner. And so much of the margin of error, so much of the math, so much of everything about this team, all of the calculations surrounding this team, is that Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard Sr. is going to be awesome. Like, awesome. Awesome. Not kind of good. Awesome. They need him to be great. They need him to be one of the best players in the league. Um, he was fine against Phoenix. Like, he had a really good floor game. He set up the, he set up the offense really well early. Um, you know, he didn't have a... He didn't shoot very well from three, two of seven, but he he was shot above 50% from the field. Like, but he but he didn't have that offensive explosion. He wasn't offensively dominant, and a couple of his misses from three were makeable shots. Like, he's missing open ones, so it feels worse when you're watching. Uh, the box score probably um, is more friendly to him than the, than the eye experience, you know, eye test experience was being in the arena. But then... 
tonight against LA, a team that he has sort of historically struggled against, it didn't get any better. He goes four of 15 from the, fl- from the floor, O of eight from the three point line, didn't play in the fourth quarter because the game was over. They were down 30. It was over. The game was over. It was about over with five minutes left in the third. Like they were cooked, flambayed. I told you, you can use whatever euphemism you want. So I'm going to get a bunch in here. But uh, Dame is on the years, 18 for 50 from the floor, two of 24 from three. So those are the, those are like the numbers to know, right? Like you can, you can impress your friends by being like, well, he's only two of 24 from three. But the question, the bigger question is like, are you worried about Damon Lord? Is there reason to worry about Dame? And and I, I feel like um, the the very simple answer to that is no, no. Three games is a really small sample. It's it's too early and it's just not enough minutes to to worry so much. Like I said, like he just didn't have an explosion against Phoenix. He didn't. He did not shoot well against uh you know against the Kings at all. That's not it's not a particularly good defensive team. Um and he didn't sh- and he had a a rough night um against a Clippers team that has given up some big offensive performances through through their first two games. Clippers were zero and two. Um they're coming. They're back home. They just lost at home to the to the Grizzlies. Like this was a team. You know they they've lost to the Grizzlies and, and Steph Curry, like this was, this was a team that needed to, um, the, the Steph Curry's, the Warriors, like this is a team that needed a win. Like they were, they desperately, desperately needed a win. And then they came out and played like it and the Blazers didn't. And, and I, I don't think the Blazers were like fat and happy. I think there was like a lack of focus, lack of energy, like I said, but so much of it is just like Dame needs to get going. So it's like, M M. I'm not worried yet. I want to be clear here. I'm not worried yet because it's 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 just not enough games. It's just any weird sample size. It is a it is a two of twenty four. Is a we're getting to a big enough number where he's this is a, a cold slump. Um, and he didn't play at all in the like pretty much at all in the preseason. He played very very little, which at the time I I I didn't really love because they're trying a new system and they're trying all these new things. And I just I wanted them to see like play five good minutes of basketball in the preseason. If you'll recall that podcast, I said I didn't he didn't need to play a bunch, but like it would. I think it would be better for the team if they had five good minutes on offense. Um, and you know, against Phoenix, you saw them touch the touch the sort of the, some of their heights in terms of shooting. This team could be a really, really good shooting team and they have better shooters than our team. But if, when, when you take Norm off the court, they have a lot less, um, you know, Nazir Little didn't struggle shooting, but I thought he struggled in other phases of the game and kind of, um, is, he just doesn't have the same dynamic on offense, but you know, this, this whole, I think some of Nurk's struggles are Dame not Dame not loosening things up. Um, Dame isn't the one dropping the ball when Yusuf Nurkic passes to him. Let's be clear: the Yusuf Nurkic, um, Yusuf not being able to catch is a Yusuf problem. But I think if Dame was flame throwing, there's just more space on the pick and roll. There's more. There's more danger. There's more. The defense is just so much more attentive on what the point guard is doing, and it opens things up for Nurk. That's not an excuse for Nurk, but I think it's part of you know. I think it's one of the dominoes with here with with all of these things. So. Well, I think it's too early to worry about Dame. I think it's not too early to say this is a shooting slump that is concerning. Um, you know, he's he's going to tell you he's he's fine. He's that Dame's going to say the right things. Um, he's he's not he's not one to make excuses. Um, and and typically he has he has backed it up. But like this this is a this is a rocky enough start against 
um, in, in varying outcomes, right? Like a close game, he didn't shoot well, a blowout where he just didn't have an offensive explosion and a beatdown where he just never got going. Uh, the Blazers can get beat down when Dame plays well. That's it's, it's not, um, you know, it, he, he, he doesn't guarantee a, a competitive game, but I think if he plays this poorly, he guarantees a pretty, a pretty substantial loss. They just, um, this is, they just have, their limitations are, such that they do, they do not have the depth with and, and one injury exposed it and they don't have the sort of star depth beyond Damon CJ um, to be to lift themselves to the heights to compete against Western Conference playoff teams. Uh, I'm not freaking out about Damon Lord's shooting the same way I wasn't freaking out after the Kings loss. I'm, I'm not even freaking out after this loss. I think the Blazers got exposed a little bit um, in the way that that um, Saturday showed what they can be if they play hard. This game showed how um, how much effort they had, like how much effort covers up for sort of their deficiencies. If they don't play hard, they're going to get walloped. <laughs> they're going to get steamrolled. Um, because they're just not quite good enough to be a team, a low effort team. They're not quite good enough to um, to try to figure it out in the final thirty minutes of a game, or you know, they can't punt a half and figure it out. They're not that good. They're just not that good. And the the formula for getting there, I mean, this is not this is not exactly breaking news here, but like Dame's got to get going. Um, I think I think you know. This game, I I think the Clippers did a good job pressuring him, but I don't think in the first two games it was a problem of good looks. Quite frankly, I do not think he's he struggled to get good looks. I don't think this is an offensive thing where you need to ask the coaching staff to get him better looks. I think Dame has dribbled into good looks. I think Dame has moved off the ball to get good looks. I think Dame's recovered on you know scrambles on offensive rebounds and had opportunities. All of those things, like he has he has generated what I would call just like I I haven't like sort of looked up like the tracking numbers on this, but just from my eyeballs, like clean looks that he's missed, clean makeable shots that he's missed. I I, I would I would expect that um, he's. Um, sort of one of the, you know, like whatever is expected field goal percentage is like above league average. They're that, they've been that good of shots that he hasn't put down. There's been, um, against the Clippers specifically, I thought he, he struggled to get like really good looks, but the couple that he, that he did, or maybe two that he did early that didn't drop. And, and that is liable to happen. But if, when you start adding that up to what he's been, it becomes troubling. I think it's okay to worry about like, uh, the team is so fragile if they don't have Dame play really well, but that is, has always been the case. And I think that just this sort of tonight, you know, Monday evening, October 25th, like exposed the the fragility of this group. It for, exposed sort of, you know, what, when things go wrong, how quickly they can go wrong for this team, because they have a thin margin for error. And one, one bump on the roster makes the, that thin margin for error even thinner. They've got, um, they have a really limited number of high-level big-minute competitors, even a real, even a more limited number of guys who can go get their own offense. And so much of the engine is tied to what Damon CJ do. And if those guys don't have it every night, they're in trouble. And they're not good enough on defense to cover up for bad nights. They're still that team that has to be a high-effort team on on uh, on defense. And if the shots aren't going, they're they're not a good transition team. So if the shots aren't going, they're giving up. Um, their their weaknesses are exposed when their offense isn't good because they don't get to get set on defense. They're an okay half court team, but if they when they miss and particularly when they miss inside, like missing layups and turning the ball over and are giving giving teams a free run the other way, live ball turnovers and uh, you know misses when guys are down by the baseline much more. Um, despite what you may think, a, a missed layup leads to a, a fast break much more frequently than a missed three pointer. Uh, it's just uh, it's. 
they don't, they just need, they, the offense needs to prop them up. Like that's, that's who they are and that's who they're still going to be. Um, even with, with sort of the hope that they can become better, a better defensive team. This group is, is predicated on being an elite offense. And that starts with Dame getting going. I don't think there's special sauce to it. They need him to make shots. And if he is banged up, if he is dealing with an injury and he's just sort of not sharing it, that's, that's just another sort of concerning layer to it that I don't, that there isn't an easy solution to because they, it's not like, um, you know, you just, as good as Anthony Simons is, you can't turn the ball over to him and ask him to go get 35. Um, he's just, he's not quite there yet. And they don't, um, there's, they don't have many other, many other options. Uh, they need Dame to get going and they need, they need to be a better offensive team because their offense props up so much of what they can be on defense. Here's the good news. This Clipper game only counts as one. It was a, it was a deflating and demoralizing, ugly loss. And quite frankly, if you're listening this deep into a Blazer podcast, you love this team and you want them to to see them do better, or you're, um, committed to Scheidenfreude, one of the two, um, or you're just a really loyal listener. And I appreciate you still the same. But here's the good news. That's only one loss, a 30-point drubbing, and but they move on. Wednesday against Memphis Grizzlies, really good test. Uh, Memphis has looked really good. Two and one with one loss coming to the Lakers. That was Sunday night in uh, Staples Center. They do not play. They're gonna have, they're gonna be rested, well rested. Uh, one day advantage rest for the. Uh, when they meet the Blazers Wednesday at the Moda Center. Prior to that, though, we are going to do a mailbag show on this podcast. I'm going to record that mailbag on Tuesday, October 26th. So if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in the mailbag, tweet at me at Mike G. Rich or email the show lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. That's two ways to get involved. We'll do a mailbag that'll be waiting in your feed on Wednesday. We can talk about this loss and whatever else you want to talk about. On Thursday's show, we will talk about the Grizzlies game. And on Friday's show, Jason Quick of The Athletic is going to join us. That's a full week of fun. So make sure you're listening and make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Help me get to 1,000 subscribers by Halloween. Tell your friends to do the same. We can get there. Under 150 to go. Um, maybe even fewer. That was that was before I recorded. I checked this. We were at 860-something. So uh, we may be beyond that. Hopefully, we're well beyond that by the time you listen to this because uh, the momentum's going. But listen, under 150. If you have not subscribed, do it, do it, do it, do it, and support the show. I'd truly appreciate it. 1,000 subscribers by Halloween. We can do it together. Or you can help me get there. I've already subscribed with my, uh, two, uh, my, my now two YouTube accounts. Uh, Tell your friends about this podcast. Otherwise, they can find it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers and we will be there waiting for you. Like I said, mailbag, game recap, an interview with Jason Quick. A really fun show. So make sure you are listening every day and come back for more. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.